This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs, and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I really shouldn't go cutting myself off, but here we go. Another edition of your Basilio Show. It is a incredible Friday. We've got a lot to get into today. First, uh, first off, um, Kadoo's up to Lady Vols for competing last night. Unlike Bino's boys... Unlike Bino's boys, Arkansas Razorbacks here tonight. Bino, your Arkansas Razorbacks embarrass themselves. I mean, look, when you're outmanned, undermanned, underwomaned, whatever the whatever the uh, vernacular you want to use, and the Lady Vols were certainly underwomaned last night, they, uh, you know, you go out and play hard. See what happens. Is yeah, I watched, flipped yeah. uh, it up there. Lady Vols were down four in the fourth quarter and watched the remainder of that game. And they, uh, I, w- I was surprised that they were able to play South Carolina that close. Yeah, and I think, and I, I, I don't know, I don't watch the sport, you know, night in and night out. Um, we are going to talk Caitlin Clark fever later on in the hour because Caitlin Clark fever is like a real thing. And uh, she broke a record last night. Brian, what did she end up with in that game? Some crazy number, right? Uh, to be honest, enough, you to need to know the- this. You need to know this, Brian. You I need just, to know. Come I on even, now. I just don't. I will You're producing the show of record. It just doesn't move my needle in it at all for well, some reason. Well, first of all, it wasn't on regular television. It was on. Uh, um, let me look this up because I think she she had a Peacocker. Cra- it was on Peacock last night, but she had a crazy I saw night. She broke the record. I just. I don't know how many she ended up with. Yeah, she's kind of good. She had 49 last night. I mean, is that any good? 13 assists. She made... So she got her teammates involved, too. Is she any good? Had it, enough time to dish out 13 dimes. Bino, I don't know if you've seen her. I'm not here to sell anybody on anything, but she's got like seven games or six games left in the regular season. And if you haven't gone out of your way to see Caitlin Clark, you owe it to yourself. A buddy of mine was laughing at me for enjoying, you know, watching her. And he called me last night and he said, are you watching this? And I said, no, I'm watching hockey. And he, flyers were on it. He said, you need to flip this on, man. And I did for a little bit, but I'm with Brian. I couldn't stay with it. 49 points? 49 points? I mean, are you kidding? And the thing she does that's crazy is... Bino, have you seen her at all? She can shoot the ball from like twenty-eight feet. It's like a freak show. Uh, yeah, I have. To, I mean, she's you know she's a regular on any type of highlight show, so I I see her quite a bit. Uh, 
the shot she broke the record with, she was just barely over half court when she launched it. And that made the score of the game like eight to six. So that was her intention all along. It looked like, it looked like someone shooting a buzzer beater, but instead she just decided to break the record with a bomb. It's, it's part of their offense, I think, her shooting for that, that far out. It's like loft and back in the day. If I had somebody with that kind of range and you could extend my offense that way, because she's got kind of scrubby players around her, and they're number four in America. And, I mean, I'll say this right now. Once the Lady Vols get eliminated, which would be pretty quickly in that tournament, I would think, I'm cheering for them to cut it down. I'm, I'm cheering for her, and I'm cheering for them. She might be outside of Connect right now, my favorite player in college basketball. She's insane. Uh, was any good. She's 99 points short of him, and he played three years. No, yeah, I think he was probably pretty good. He didn't have a uh, three-point line. I think he was probably uh, no. okay, Bino. What do you think? I she think could he... come. Go ahead. Hugie, Hugie's coming up okay. here well, momentarily. I, I, think, I think she could probably – could she come back and play another year? Yeah. Here's the deal, right? And I don't mean this to sound the way it's going to sound, but I'm going to say it. Once she, once her college career is over, she's playing in obscurity. She's playing in a summer league nobody pays attention to. That's what the WNBA is. They can prop it up all they want and pretend and talk about that level. And, you know, Courtney Lyle last night, I think you're going to be at that level. She's going to make up about $80,000 a year at that level. And she gonna do, nobody's going to pay attention. But while she's in, she needs to come back for another year, probably make a couple million dollars in NIL money and do her thing. Set set marks that nobody will touch. I mean, look, I just call it like it is. If you guys want to, if if you all want to pretend like the WNBA is some uh, WNBA means about as much in the American sports landscape as that United Football League does, and it hadn't even kicked off yet. It, it Brian, who won the WNBA championship last year? Hit it. Was it the Las Vegas Aces? And give me three players. Hit it. I, I think one of them one of them played at South Carolina. Thank maybe. you. Is that Thank you. I have no idea. I think I'm not trying to upset anybody here, but if you want to, it, it, the truth about the WNBA is it's invisible. That's the truth. They get sit there and go, "Oh, well, you know, all these people are going to it and this." And that. Come on, give me a break. It's freaking invisible. And I'm not telling you about, you know, what to like or dislike. If that lady's smart, she stays in school for another year and does her thing. Speaking of which, Beanstar. She makes more money, probably. She'll make more money, a lot more money in college. I would ball. imagine. Compare and contrast, Beano, the uh, level of effort that you saw from the Lady Vols last night, who were severely undermanned, had no chance in that game, no offense, but played hard, you know? Um,. Uh, the level of their level of want to compared to Arkansas's year night being star. Well, all you need to know is how many times Tennessee dunked. I'm not sure I'd ever seen a dude dunk. He dunked about seven times. <laughs> Just it was. Well, I tell you the amount of effort it was. It, it's similar to uh, I saw a lady on uh, some little gambling show say. Take the over in the NBA All-Star game, and the total's like 368 and a half. <laughs> so that's the type of effort we saw from Arkansas. Somehow they're back to playing that 40 minutes of what the hell. 40 minutes of what the hell. That's a great line. 
Oh, man. Bano broke the internet already. That's a great line. I'm bowing. I'm bowing my head as we speak today at Bino's great line. We also have uh, Brian John Marie goes to Michigan. Uh, poking inside that, uh, Brent Hubbs reported today that uh, in their um, over at VolQuest that um, Brian Jean Marie would still be here, but Danny White wasn't going to give him a three-year deal. What's interesting is you look at Tennessee staff, Glenn Ellerby's on a three-year deal. A couple other guys are on three-year deals. But they didn't want to give John Marie, the AD didn't, and that's why he left. I don't think Heupel's very happy about it, but it is what it is. John Marie was their closer in recruiting. He was the guy they would send in there when it was time to close a kid, close a family, close him out, and he's gone because they didn't want to give him a three-year deal. He wanted to stay, but he left for more uh, more years, which those guys are always going to do that. So weird little 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 odd there that's a little odd i'm just going to call that what it is in real time a little odd they lost a coach made a lateral move back to where he was for for more years so you know for more years but my understanding is he didn't want to leave they didn't want to lose him but the athletic director as brent hubs reported today didn't want to pay him the third year and he is okay see ya you know, give me the, he asked Tennessee, I, I want a third year. This is what they're offering me. I'd like a third, I'd like you to tack on a third year, and Danny White wouldn't approve. And so he is elsewhere, as we say in the trade. Also, Vanderbilt's in town tomorrow. What's your level of excitement for that one, Bean Star, as you think ahead to tomorrow's Vanderbilt game? Uh, well, it's. It's another in a string of games here, Tony, that uh, Tennessee just absolutely can't afford to lose yep. from a seeding standpoint. Uh, so that that that's probably what gives it the most intrigue. We will know tomorrow night by the time we hit the airwaves for Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. We will know tomorrow evening what the reveal says about Tennessee tomorrow and I would pay close attention to the bracket reveal tomorrow and here's why it's easy to slough it off and say it doesn't matter 83% of the teams in the original reveal in the five years previous to this one have, have remained among the top 16 seeds 83% Tennessee's name's going to get called tomorrow the only question is, are they going to be the first number two seed or are they going to be the fourth number one seed? When it comes to the number one seeds, three of the four number one seeds every year end up on the one line. That's highly significant. Highly significant. In a pretty volatile sport, that's extremely significant. This year's vulnerable team seems to be Arizona. And that's highly significant, highly significant for Tennessee, like Bino is talking about. This this Tennessee team is very much in striking distance for a one seed. And when you talk about eighty three percent of the teams that are named tomorrow ending up as one of the as a top four seed, I'm talking about eighty of ninety six teams revealed ended up 
in as one of the top four seeds in a region. 47 of 48 number one or number two seeds end up in the top 16. Highly significant will be tomorrow's uh, exercise that they will air on CBS television. Or am I overstating that, fellas, to call that highly significant tomorrow, that Tennessee will be named in that? History shows you to be correct, Tony. <laughs> there's there's not a lot of movement from the time that they unveil that until the actual selection Sunday. Yeah, and, and Matt said that can be good or bad, right? Like the year Kennedy Chandler, Tennessee went on that torrid pace and hardly moved. Yeah. Which, hey, if you make me the first number two seed tomorrow, I'll live with that. I will live with that. I will take that. You make me the fourth number one seed tomorrow, celebration should break out in the land here tomorrow. So that's actually something that I will pay attention to in the middle of the day tomorrow. How about you guys? I will be paying attention to that. I'll, I'll tune in for that as well, Tony. Is the unveil on like... Uh Game day, basketball game day? It's a CBS television. It's a noon 30 Eastern time start. Okay. CBS television. And Jerry Palm, who lent us a hand yesterday, will be a part of the festivities. In the meantime, we come back on the other side. The movement is vast and varied. Does CBS have a deal for the playoff or not? Um, CBS is apparently telling college football... If you want our big money, you better get your house in order. I mean, sooner or later, the excrement's got to hit the fan, I would think, if if college sports doesn't get its house in order. Um, that's CBS or ESPN? Type. That's ESPN. ESPN's bought the entire – you're talking about the playoff? Yes. Yeah, they bought the entire tournament, apparently. They, they've The, the new 12-team uh, the format, they're going to purchase the entire thing. The thought and the belief is that they'll spin some of the games off to other networks, but they're purchasing it first, which is kind of an interesting uh, aspect of this. But in the meantime, we'll come back on the other side. And then, of course, Tennessee is a waiting word. States of Tennessee and Virginia are a waiting word on what the judge is going to do in that case. And the fact that it's taken longer than a few days, what does it mean? No idea. But we'll come back. When news breaks out on that, we will certainly break in. We will continue on the other side. The great, you bow your head when you say his name, the great Mike Huguenin joins our usual Friday guest right after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Callmepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am at Foodland in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Foodland has a new weekly circular out with a lot of great specials for the coming week. I'm speaking with Bobby Howell, who's the assistant manager, your hometown grocer here at Foodland. Bobby, what's happening at Foodland this week? We got fresh strawberries, two for five, one pound package, lux beans, 69 cents each. Chuck Roast, $5.99 a pound. Honeycrisp Apples, $0.99 cents a pound. And Niagara Waters, 3 for 10 Oh, wow. And as usual, the specials in this circular will be good through next Tuesday. And then next Wednesday, you'll have a new circular out. That's right. Okay. And, folks, this warm weather, I know, has got a lot of people thinking about grilling. Foodland has got the best meat department in Murray County, bar none. So, guys who grill, this is the place to come. Bobby, thanks. Thank you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. T to the B, back with you, 865-200-5402. I neglected to mention that Tony Valls and his gang are in action tonight uh, and will be all weekend down in Arlington. I'm fired up, folks, and prepared for that. In the meantime... A huge college basketball weekend is in store. Vanderbilt's in town. We'll be on the air with Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime uh, tomorrow with a thrilling conclusion of that. When we had Jerry Palm on yesterday who tells us that four weeks, four weeks race fans from tomorrow will be the big reveal over on CBS television. And here to break it down scientifically, the great Mike Huguenin on a Friday. Hugie, how we doing? Doing, uh, doing well. Hugie, this is when it starts to get real in college basketball. And I'll tell you what this, this is also, is when you see some of these teams just go and quit, which is kind of uh, kind of a curious thing. I don't know that I've ever seen – we were laughing in the last segment with Beanstar and Bry about Arkansas's effort against Tennessee the other night. I don't know if I've seen – a team disrespect the sport the way they did the other night. They let the Vols have 10 dunks, and Bino made the point that Jonas A. Do, we didn't know he could dunk, and he dunked like five balls the other night. I didn't know he could dunk. Yeah, Arkansas ha- has been a, a massive disappointment. Um, you know, Musselman is used to getting a bunch of transfers and then meshing and playing hard, playing good defense, sometimes struggling on offense, but giving good effort. Uh, I think this, if you're a anti-transfer portal person and you know there's people out there there's they're still out there you look at this arkansas team and you're like this is the poster boy for 
what can go wrong when you dip heavily into the portal. The, the, they, they've never meshed. Um, the effort, I, I didn't watch them play Tennessee, but I've seen them in other games. They come out playing hard, and then something goes bad, and they're like, they throw up their hands, oh, are we going to lose again? Who cares? Um, their, their, their defensive effort's not there. They have no cohesion, no chemistry. Um, the parts don't fit. And uh, a lot of that is on is on Musselman. I think people still think he's a good coach. He antagonizes some. Yep. Um, but th- 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 this is a really bad Arkansas team. I mean, when you're down there with Vanderbilt, you're, you're not good. Uh, and Arkansas is down there with Vanderbilt in the SEC stand. Craziest thing about Vandy, who's in town tomorrow, is they're starting to play better basketball. Uh, if you look at Ken Palm in the last month, they're 85 points higher than they were uh, just if you take their month over month, just their monthly ranking over where they currently sit. Now, they're currently in the mid-200s, which isn't good. But if you, they move up around Arkansas's range just in the way they've played in the last month, including a home win over A&M the other night. And this Stackhouse guy, the weirdest thing about him, Hughie, that I can't figure out watching that sport I don't know that I've ever seen a coach just choose not to recruit. It's the weirdest thing in the world because he's a darn good coach. He's yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I have a, a friend who works in, uh, for an NBA team, and he occasionally sends me stuff that he thinks I'd be interested in. And one of the stories was before the season, and it was like college coaches who are uh, well thought of by NBA people. And Stackhouse was on there, and I'm thinking, why not? He was a G League coach, um, and I, I, for whatever reason, though his teams they do some good things, but overall they're just they're not that good. Uh, I think he is an interesting strategist. He has some interesting tenets offensively and defensively. The team itself is just not very good, um, but they've been a disappointment as well. I mean, the SEC is filled. Yes, South Carolina has been incredibly efficient and much better than folks thought well arkansas vandy and missouri have been horrendous and i think you look at missouri last year dennis gates first year coach oh my god what a great hire this year they're they're winless in the sec and everybody's like dennis gates doesn't know what he's doing so um that, that that's the vagaries of college of college sports really really you're good one year you're horrible the next you know What's what's going to happen next year at Arkansas? What's going to happen next year at Missouri? Um, is Vanderbilt going to run with Jerry Stackhouse again? So um, there are some, you know, as good as the SEC is, I think that if Arkansas, Vandy, and Missouri are on your schedule, you can be happy that, hey, we're going to win this game. But you're right, Vanderbilt is coming off a, a nice win. They do some things well. Uh, and offensively, they make you work on the defensive end. Well, and and there are coaches out there. You, you mentioned that Vanderbilt gig, right? Hey, Bino the Great, I got one for you. I was talking to somebody through the grapevine, and the word among the coaches is your guy that used to be up there at Lincoln Memorial, who we had on the show a couple times when they were advanced far into their uh, playoff. The Indiana State coach, Bean Star, is thought to be in line for that Vanderbilt gig. Uh, what do you think of that, Bino? What do you think of that dude, the guy that's at Indiana State now? I, I, I think he's an excellent coach. 
and he's already proven he's a program builder. He had uh, LMU at the top of the national rankings and uh, had Indiana State ranked, I guess, for the first time since Bird had been there. I think that's right. Uh, that is. And, sure, and then they turn around and lose in, that night to Illinois State. But he's, he's got a phenomenal backstory too. The athletic did a story on him about three weeks ago. Tell me about him. He, he grew up in Florida, really good tennis player, um, to the point where his dad was living through him tennis-wise. Um, and the, the lead to the story talks about the, the coach playing at the Orange Bowl Junior Tournament and there being a ruckus outside the fence because somebody's climb, trying to climb a tree. And it's his dad who had been banned from the stadium from, for shouting stuff at players. Oh, no. So the, the guy has a very um, contentious relationship with his father. Wow. Um, he, his dad has helped him in a couple places, though. You know, his, his first start as a college head coach was at Florida Atlantic as a, <clears throat> like a, a, a minion staffer. And I'll be honest, I, I read the story on him, and I had to look up where Harrogate, Tennessee was. I have, Harrogate, I yeah, in, yep, that's I right. In Nashville for almost three years. I have never heard anybody mention Harrogate. Harrogate. Yeah, yep. It's on the so, uh, right up there on the line, man. It's yeah. and Bino, and he, Bino will tell you because Bino and his buddy Big Game Brent, Bino, you guys went up there at some of those playoff games, right? When they were in that tournament. Uh, yes, and and used to go up and watch them play uh, uh, Queens College, and Queens, of course, came up to play Division One. Um, so uh, it's. Uh, uh, yeah, he had a he had a terrific program at LMU. You know what's wild about your story, Hughie? I would imagine a guy like that would really help him through the eyes of some of these athletes and the pressure they face. Because I don't yeah. think people realize the meal tickets that some of these kids are seen as. Any of these kids signed Division One ball. Most of these families think those kids are playing in the NBA. Well, most I think most of the players do too. And they it's think amazing. they're going to be rich and famous. Right. And from when I worked at Rivals about 15 years ago, talking to the guys who went out and actually talked to the players, it was, you know, it, it was a given. I'm going here, then I'm, you know, maybe, hopefully, I'll, you know, I'll be there three years and then into the draft. Yes. And, you know, half those dudes, they end up never seeing the field where they go because it's obviously extremely cutthroat. But you're right, there is a the mental health aspect. You know, I don't want to get too you know, heavy-handed here, but the mental as- health aspect of college athletics is something I think that's underreported. But this, in the, at the time, the kid was 10 years old. The My gosh, was, man. dad was doing that. Gosh, So, um, yeah, and he is, I'll be honest, I think Vanderbilt, to me, can be a good job. Um, they've had po- pockets of success. I think they are a basketball school more than football for sure. Um, they had some good teams when Stallings was there. Um, they had some good teams back in the 70s when Van Breedekoff was there. Um, they've had some good players come through there. Um, but, yeah, for whatever reason, they can't be consistent. But in the in these days of NIL, I think Vanderbilt can be a you – know, they, they do a good job with baseball. They can be a they can be a good basketball school. It is it has been proven that if you're a high academic school, it's a heck of a lot easier to win in basketball than it is in football because you don't need as many players, obviously. So uh, I would think that the right coach could get Vanderbilt uh, into the top half of the SEC consistently, and you finish in the top half of the SEC, you're going to the NCAA tournament consistently. Well. And if you think about what college basketball is, right, in the transfer portal era, two players. I mean, what do I need to do? I need to go out and get me 
two impact players. And then I have a 18 field. Players, as long as they accept their roles. So yeah. Now, Vanderbilt does yeah. have a problem because of the academic standards. It is. But at the same time, um, it, it can be done. So. Yeah, I mean, James Franklin found a way to get it done, you know. I don't know. Do they still hide? Do they still hide players? Being at Peabody, we used to hear about Peabody back in the day. Are they still doing that. Being started, you know. Uh, I, I I don't know, Tony. I don't think so, but I don't know that for sure. That was really fun back in the day. Did you ever hear about Peabody, Hughie? No, is that like a uh, a college, a catch-all? Yeah, it's a sh- like a shadow school that they would like hide their um, hide their athletes in. That's right, Peabody, isn't it, Bino? In that pe- than band now. What is it? Peabody probably has better players than Bandy now. <laughs> Didn't Bandy used to be called Peabody? Didn't the school used to be called Peabody? I don't know, but that's I know that it was like a it was like a, a a way it was sort of a workaround for them, but uh, which is a shock in major college sports. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, like at North Carolina where they had their fake program inside their program, which I, was always one of my favorite. Fifteen years, yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> That was always one of my. By the way, speaking of the Carolinas, that Arkansas team that we saw the other night owns a win over Duke this year. Yeah, I don't know how that. Yeah, that's that's unreal. Yeah. So, what are you looking for this weekend? What's what's on your besides the NBA All Star Game and the skills competition tonight? What's on your dial? No, interesting. You brought up the uh, NBA All Star Game because I, I did not even know it was this weekend until about three days ago. And back when I was younger, that was, I mean, that was, when I was in college and into the, you know, into the later 80s, that was like, oh my God, I can't wait for NBA All-Star Weekend. There's going to be phenomenal basketball. Hmm. Um, the dunk contest, all that kind of stuff was, was tremendous. The games were good because they, the teams wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that ain't the case anymore at all. Um, eh, maybe, maybe that's too bad. I don't know. All the... All the all-star games for pro, for pro sports now are just horrendous. So I guess they are playing on really a bad. glass court or something. Yep. Glass yeah, court? Mind. What? Yeah, I think they're they're doing something with LED lights from from below or something. What? I thought I read that. Maybe maybe maybe, that, maybe that's false. Are we doing bits now? That's incredible. You know they yeah, missed was, a real it, chance because it sounded cool. You know I, what I they gonna, you know what they should have done. Yeah. Let me look at this. NBA LED lights. I'll look this up here. They should have grabbed Caitlin Clark and had her shoot the three-point shooting contest against Curry. Well, Ionescu can, can fill it up, too, though. So. Do you I mean, watch? That's, yeah. That's, that's a little bit ridiculous. But in terms of, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by tomorrow's Texas A&M-Alabama game. Um, Texas A&M obviously lost to Vandy. Now they got to go to Alabama. Um, Texas A&M, though, slops things up. Um, I tend to think of Alabama as sort of a less-than-flop team. They, they, they like to play fast. Uh, I think Texas a and going to cause them some problems. Um, Texas-Houston's tomorrow. Um, Houston is, is a really good team. Um, you know, they have, like, it seems like they can bring, like, 15 or 16 guys off the bench who are about 6'8", 230, can't shoot, but can run, rebound, and dunk. I mean, it's incredible how they just keep keep running those dudes uh, onto the court. Um, let's see what else. I had a list here somewhere. Um, hey, Hugh, you on that LED thing? Yeah. The LED lights. 
are we're going to see animations and other effects that go beyond just projecting images onto a court while uh, while they're going uh it, it is created by a german company it's a glass floor two layers of laminated safety glass it's been in the works for several years uh it's expected to have the same feel as a regular court while players are using it and it looks ridiculous <laughs> in a word an old school person like me is going well, to look at this and say what are we doing okay 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 i i, I, I didn't read enough obviously but yes. I, I will actually though i might tune in to watch yeah i want to see it i'll watch it tonight i'll watch also, a little bit of that tonight yeah also obviously kentucky auburn um kentucky's defense is not very good which is an understatement um, I think they've lost five games this year when they've scored 84 points. I mean, you know, that's 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 embarrassing. Yes. Um, and I think if they lose, that would be their eighth loss. I'm all for it. I got time yeah. for it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for Calipari. No. They're in the uh, middle of the bracket right now with, like, three lottery picks. I don't know how you do that. But, uh, he entered cheese every single season. Also, I'm a huge fan of the Mountain West this year. Uh, a good game tomorrow is Utah State, Colorado State. Um, Utah State, Steve Alford's the coach. Um, they got a couple guys who have uh, obviously a ton of transfers. Colorado State's got a transfer, a D2 guy. He's about 6'5", 230. Sort of like a poor man's David Roddy, if people remember him. Oh, I love David Roddy. Um, the kid played at Black Hills State in South Dakota. Um, big physical guy, so that should be a, that should be a fun game to watch. Um, also, just for the bizarre ask, Michigan State, Michigan is prime time on Fox. Um, before the season, you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be an epically good game." Um, now you tune in to see how bad Michigan is. Um, you wonder if Jawan Howard is going to make it through this, uh, make it through after the season. They are they are really bad. Um, they've had that one good run with him. Um, they're just not very good, and Michigan State's starting to play a little bit better. Starting to, it's taken them a while, but they're they're playing well together. Um, that that is obviously an extremely nasty rivalry, especially for the Michigan State side. So that that could that could be interesting. Um, and mm-hmm. I think oh yeah, you know, uh, uh, there's a game Sunday that oh, just because I live in Florida, FAU playing you playing South Florida. Um, you know, FAU obviously went to the Final Four last year, and they're in the same league this year. USF leads the league. Um, phenomenal story. Um, that sh- that will be a rare sellout at the USF Arena, which seats about eleven thousand. Um, that's USF. You watch them play, and you're like, this team is interesting. If they get into the NCAA tournament, because that league, I don't think that league is getting more than one team. Uh, unless FAU doesn't win the league tournament. But right now, USF is in first place. Uh, that game's at noon on ESPN. So that's 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 a really interesting game. And then you got Purdue playing Ohio State at the same time. Um, Ohio State obviously already already uh, involved in a coaching search. Who gets that job? So. Hey, Hughie, on the way out, do you when Caitlin Clark's on and you see it, do you watch her? Do you turn yeah. it in? No, I saw the... I did see the highlight of her, the, the, the shot she made to, to set the NCAA uh, Division One record. That was like a 40-footer. Dude, she's a freak and show. She was in, 
You know, it, it wasn't anything. She dribbles down the court, boom, pop, good. She had 48 last night and like 12 or 13 dimes, too. I mean, she... Yeah, 13, and she, 13 assists. Yeah, she's... With 3,000 points and 1,000 assists. Yeah, she's kind of phenomenal. Her team around her is sort of not very good, and she's that good. She's come to the, yeah, she's come to the Final Four last year with... Nothing. One person described them. He was Caitlin Clark and four robotic players. <laughs> and that, that's sort of true. I think this year's team is a little bit more athletic. Um, I, their second leading scorer last year was a girl who played strictly in the low post, and her thing was she never dribbled before she shot. She would get the ball and shoot it. So this year's team is a little bit more athletic, but she, that, that, that seriously, that shot she made to set the record, it was like me taking a layup, her taking a 40-footer. You know, she dribbles down, boom, good. She's running back before the ball even goes through the hoop. So I, I shouldn't say I didn't watch last night, but I have tuned in to watch some of her some of her games. And she, she's she plays with a swagger. She's fun to watch, um, and she's obviously extremely talented. He's the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. She's going to take college women's college basketball from uh, from black and white into the color era. Uh, yeah, she, and I guess she'll be yeah. the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Maybe I would assume just because if she goes the marketing value with her, and she's also this is a per- this is how NIL is supposed to work. Caitlin Clark is going to leave college an epically good college player. She has benefited greatly uh, from her talent. She's probably going to make less money next that's year. That's the way NIL is supposed to work. No doubt about it. And, Hughie, I love you. We'll talk to you next week. Excellent. Thanks, man. Thank you, brother. And when news breaks out, we'll break in. Caitlin Clark is a phenomena unlike any other. She is um, – I, I don't even know how you describe that. I say like Larry Bird being star because a lot of people haven't seen her. I remember when Larry Bird did his breakout thing at Indiana State. I was a kid. You were in college at the time, or maybe just out. And the Larry Bird thing was like, until they got to the tournament that year, they were just a phenomenon. They were just—it was like out of nowhere. Yeah, I—I I, I actually remember first hearing about uh, Larry Bird going into his junior season. Um, and uh, but yeah, it, he just—he just took the country. By storm! Wow, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Why is he in Indiana State? Uh, and uh, you know, take Indiana State all the way to the finals of the NCAA tournament. Just uh, amazing. Just have an you inc- seen incredible. the speech Nolan Richardson made about Larry Bird? No, what did he say? Kind of. A, it was very. It, it was kind of a comedy thing. He talks about how he. Uh, you'll have to watch it. It's it's very it's hilarious. I love he Nolan made a, Richardson. Like a two-minute speech, and Nolan was just—it was hilarious. I got all kinds of time for Nolan Richardson. Yeah, a, a bean star. I our, what he thinks about this Arkansas team. I hate to—I hate to hear what he'd say. Oh my gosh! You imagine what Nolan Richardson I mean, would say about this, Bino? Would you I say earlier? I'd love to hear it. What'd you say about that Arkansas team earlier, Bino? What'd you call it? Oh, they—they play—they're playing forty minutes of what the hell? <laughs> Such a great line. Let's go back to our TLD Logistics Hotline, our Newsmaker Hotline. And, you know, yesterday, um, John Adams referenced something that I wanted to, that I was curious about, and it was that the great Maury Hanks, who joins us now, Super Scout to the Stars, Super Scout uh, on the show of record here, um, his, sport, his uh, company, Global Sports, 
they promoted a game with Caitlin Clark earlier in the year, so Mari has seen the phenomena up close and personal. She broke the record last night, and I thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity to get Mo in here and give us his thoughts on, I'm telling you, this is somebody that's taken women's college basketball from from black and white into full color. Like, I'm talking high-definition color. And she is a phenomenon. Mari, I bring you in. How you doing, brother? Good to talk to you. I'm doing fine, Tony. Good to talk to you. Tell me about your experience with Caitlin Clark. You've promoted all over the world. You've seen athletes of all uh, of all uh, abilities. Your college tournaments. You've promoted NBA games. You've seen it all. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, about a year ago, right now, Tony, I was trying to do a, a doubleheader with the Iowa men's team playing a you know a mid-major type team and Creighton playing another mid-major team in Des Moines, Iowa. They got a beautiful arena, Wells Fargo Arena that holds. 15,000 people and um, try to do it for for their NIL uh, situation, and they the Creighton just couldn't figure it out. And we're getting they're getting ready to you know move on. And I called my guy at Iowa, and I've done a lot of business with Iowa. And I said, hey, would your women's team be interested in playing in a doubleheader? Now everybody knew Caitlin Clark was a year ago, right now, but a year ago, right now is when she started her on her magical you know mystery tour. And took her letter team to the, you know, championship game. And she just exploded. So I get the contract signed, oh, middle of March. And I think it's going to be a good deal. And then I watch this young lady just blow up. And, uh, I've never seen anything like it. And so when, when tickets went on sale, the game was December 16th, tickets went on sale and, um, she sold the arena out in three hours. And somebody put on Twitter, I don't follow Twitter a lot, but the people at the arena sent it to me. Somebody put, when they couldn't get tickets, Caitlin Clark equals Taylor Swift. And um, it was that day, December 16th, the, men, the men's team played, the women's team played, the women's team played the late game. And after the game, nobody left the game. They were winning by 30 points. Nobody left the game because they were hoping to get an autograph from her. And I wait, wait a second here. Wait, wait, wait a second here. You tell me that the women's game that night was like the main event? Yes, yes. Well, without question. What? I mean, Tony, she goes, she goes to like like places that, you know, in the Big Ten that don't really have good women's basketball. She sells out like they, she played at N- Nebraska uh, last week. They, people were in line three hours before the doors opened up. Same thing at Maryland the week God, before that's cool. that. That is so great for and, that game, man. That is and, so cool. And, um... The, the, the little I was around her that weekend, she's very gracious, very humble, um, and and she signs autographs. I mean, she signed every every autograph until, you know, they, they, they basically had to leave. Um, she, I think, you know, I use the word she gets it, she understands it, um, and I think that's why you see all the former players out there are happy she broke the record and chimed in on Twitter and things like that. But for, for people that haven't seen her or don't believe you know what you're talking about, or what I'm saying. Two things. Number one, Scott Van Pelt, the guy in ESPN that looks like a Martian, was on last night, and he said, "Tony, he makes you look good." By the way, he said last night that his 80 year old grandmother told him yesterday, "Scott, how do I get Peacock?" When I'm telling you, Tony, when the numbers come out on Monday, I know a friend of mine that works for NBC does does their NASCAR racing. 
He said the numbers will be out on Monday. I bet you in the 72 hours leading up to that game, the number of sales people did for for, for a one-month subscription, because you have to buy it for at least a month, will be off the chart. And that is the whole point of what they're doing here. Like the Tennessee baseball team tonight is on something called Flow TV, Mo, which I know you know about because you've uh, watched these games in the Northeast, this, that, and the other, but it's kind of a Northeastern base. And then they've got some racing and things like that that Bino watches, some of that USAC and sprint car racing and different things that Bino tunes in. But I- I'll tell you, the Caitlin Clark thing um, – John Adams was talking about covering the Masters uh, the other day, back in the day when Tiger Woods had it really going. And he said that he'd never seen anything like the way those crowds would roar for him. And some of these athletes, man, it's interesting to witness it in person because we live in an age where everything's marketing, uh, Mo. Everything's marketing and everything's fake. But what's not fake is the way that those crowds respond when they're around, just a select few. Michael Jordan had it. Um, Tiger Woods had it and still has it when people encounter him. And somehow this pasty white, kind of unassuming, skinny-looking gal has it too, doesn't she, in her sport? I'll, t- I'll tell you this again. Um, the only person, I've been in college basketball 40 years this coming fall. The only person I've ever, and that was in the NBA 22, 23 years. And I drank with a guy occasionally, not, 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 not enough. But, uh, and, and I was telling him about this and just after the game, I get back from the morning and telling him about the, the, the pull of Caitlin Clark. And I said, he goes, come on, she's not like Michael or LeBron. And I said, let me explain something to you here. I said, there's only one person I've ever seen. And it was Tiger Woods. I said, my mother knew nothing about golf. God rest her soul. But she always watched golf on CBS on Saturday or Sunday That's right. for Tiger Woods. And the guy didn't believe me. I said, hold on now. Hold on. He's like the third best business teacher at Bearden High School. I said, hold on, my man. I said, did you watch the, the women's tournament last year? I know you did because you were here at Roosters and we were all here watching it. I go, you never did that before, Caitlin Clark. I go, that's your answer. A buddy of mine who's a women's basketball naysayer, Mo, he called me last night. And he said, are you watch?" I was watching the Flyers after the uh, Lady Vaughn game went off. And he goes, are you watching this? And I said, no, I'm not. And I, I flipped it on for a second because I was watching what I was watching. But I tuned the thing in, and it looked like a traveling circus in that building. And she had long since broken the record. I think she went for like 48 last night. And then Brian told me today she had like something like 13 assists or some crazy number as well. So... I guess my my point is this, um, Mo. People want to um, they want to diminish her for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't understand it. I guess all superstars sort of have that. There's a jealousy factor. Why couldn't that be me? Why couldn't that be my kid? Whatever it is, she's rich and she's making money and she's in college and this that. And the, or she's too good to be true. But your first person account of how you get the event. She's the main event, and then somebody like you that's been around this for 40 years who's never, like, impressed, because at this point you've seen it all. At least you thought you did till you saw Caitlin Clark, right? Tony, I never I never watched women's basketball. My wife played at Clemson, started her entire career there when she was there. So I've been around, I, you know, women's basketball. I'm actually starting a women's basketball tournament in Destin next, next November. I never watched 
women's college basketball until last year in the NCAA tournament when she played. And that's the point. Like, my buddy calling me last night, I was like, I thought you were. He goes, dude, I'm still not there on women's basketball, but I'm 100% there on Caitlin Clark. He said, that's crazy, what she does. I mean, the way she plays and what she does. And for people that haven't seen her, Mo, like, you're a scout, right? You're a scout. For people that haven't seen her, she's playing like a different game than most of the women out there, isn't she? No, she's the old adage, she's playing chess when everybody's playing checkers. Um Besides shooting the ball, the best thing I think she does, she has vision like yes. Pete Maravich. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overhyping that. The passes she makes, the game, I used to say when I do scouting reports, the game's either easy for a guy or it's hard for a guy. Very few times that I say the game's easy. It, the game's easy. Now, you could be a great scorer and the game still not be easy for you. You know, Charles Barkley was a great player and a great scorer. I don't think he saw the game in, 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 in three dimension or whatnot. This girl sees it in three or four dimensions. Hey, Mo, put your scouting glasses on for me because we've got a special one in Knoxville right now who's drawing crowds uh, in Dalton Connect in his own right. Uh, best scorer I've seen since I've been here since, and I've been here since 87, easily the best scorer in a Tennessee uniform, and that goes for Allen Houston, Chris Lofton, who's a wonderful player, and a myriad of other very good players who have played here down through the years. This guy's like a three-level freak at this, uh, at, at, at this level anyway. Um, put your NBA scouting glasses on for me and tell me about Connect, what you see when you watch him. I think, number one, what he's done, he was a good player at Northern Colorado. He's, he's really bought into the, you know, Rick Barnes type of play, at least offensively. Uh, now he can't guard you, uh, from what I've seen, but again, Coach Barnes is, you know, able to get through that. He's gotten really, his body's really improved. If you watch video of him last year, Garrett, their strength coach, has done a great job, uh, with him. Coach Barnes done a great job. But again, he can score a, a, a variety of ways. He can score in the post. He can score in the perimeter. Uh, he shoots the ball deep very easily. One, two dribbles. Um, like I said, I, I, not that, you know, I'm not doing it this year, but not a concern, but like in the NBA, he's not going to be such of a mismatch nightmare because he's not going to be able to post up six, four guys and then take, you know, six, nine guys off the bounce because pretty much, most guys can guard various positions, but he's a very, very, very good player. And that's why I think going forward in the tournament, I call them seven second guys. When the clock, it, the shot clock's under seven seconds, they haven't had too many guys since I've been here in 12 years yep. that can go get their own. They can, you know, make, make tough shots. Yes. He can make tough shots. And that's what you need, in my opinion. You know, you need good guard playing. You need a lot of luck how the bracket fills. But you need somebody that can go get buckets, and he can get buckets. And you told me when when uh, when I was first getting to know you, you said, "Look, man, you want to look at the teams that get the Final Fours. You better have a pro, and you better have a damn good pro on your team. Now, every once in a while, a team will do it that doesn't that doesn't have that. But most of these teams that get to the Final Four will have a professional player, a high level pro on their team, and he certainly is that, Mo." Oh no, he, he, he definitely is. And again, that's, you know, Pete, I heard somebody saying that again. What happens if they didn't have him? I know co- the coaching staff would have went and got another player to do it, but he makes a big difference. You know, like I said, when, you know, uh, I, I, I worry a little bit about how, how well they score in the low post. Yes. Um, and if, if, you know, some of their guys, Triple J or, or 
Santi, and without Art making shots, you know, you need to have somebody else, you know, score in the NCAA tournament. Because, again, the farther you go on, teams are going to lock up and defend like Coach Barnes' team. You know, you're not going to give you open looks. They're going to be well scouted. You're going to need that secondary score to come in and have a good game. Where does he go, Mo? If you're just projecting, right, it's a million-dollar question. But when you look at him, where does he go in the draft? Because I'm seeing projections all over the place for him from, like, crazy things like five all the way, you know, to the mid-teens to the late-teens. Where, where do you see him going? To the, to the right, right now, from what I've heard, and again, I've watched some of it, but, like, there, there's, there's really good players in Europe, and there's a couple really good players in, in, in Australia. Um, but the college, the college draft, you know, here is not, is not very strong. I think he goes, from what I've heard and what I've seen, somewhere in the mid-teens, 15 would be safe, uh, which is, you know, when he, when, when he started practice in September, he take that. Uh, people would have said, people would have said you were crazy. Yeah, he would have taken that deal in about 10 seconds. And my understanding is, and I know you've got your sources on the staff, they could not have asked for more in terms of the approach, the professionalism, the teammate that kid's been. I mean, he's been the real deal Holyfield for them, though. No, he's done. He's done everything they've, from what I've heard, he's done everything they've asked of him. And, 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 uh, you know, the one thing that when they, when they, I, I think they need to, I don't say worry about, but I've seen the times I've watched when he gets it going or they think he's going to get it going, the rest of the team stands. Yes. And I think then when he doesn't make a couple shots, well, I, I really haven't done anything for two or three minutes. You know, they got to keep playing through when he's got the ball and not get stagnant. Hard to play with a superstar, though, you know? Very hard. It's, uh, that's a lot easier said than done. And the guys down through the years, the great complimentary, like those Chicago Bulls teams, they made it look kind of easy. But it's uh, it that takes a skill set as well because you you have to re-emerge yourself into a game. Uh, and that can be a difficult thing. But, Mo, listen, I appreciate you. I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again down the line. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for uh, shedding some light on the Caitlin Clark thing and also on, on Dalton Connect. Oh, no problem. Anytime, Tony, when it gets closer to the tournament, I'd love to be back on. And, again, for your listeners that have not seen Caitlin Clark play, she's going to be on a lot here in the next month on, yep. you know, where you don't have to pay for it on Peacock. Um, and I'm actually surprised, Tony, you must have got, like, a free coupon from somebody because I'm shocked that you, you know, spent the money to have Peacock. But uh, for your listeners... No, I got it for the USFL, Mo. I got it for the USFL. Yes, you're that much of a degenerate. Good to <laughs> For your listeners that haven't seen her, please tune in because when the ball's in her hand, you don't you have no idea if she's going to shoot it from forty feet, go to the basket, or make as good a pass as you've ever seen. I'm telling you, she's that good. And Mo, thank you. And that's a guy. That's an NBA scout right there, uh, Bino, popping for her, popping for her, Bean Star. And that's what we're talking about here, like the Babe Ruth of women's basketball. That's what this. That's what this lady is. Yeah, what little I've seen, Tony, she's a, she's just a generational player. Uh, I, I uh, You know, I'm a guy that's just not a college women's basketball fan. Right. Um, and uh, but I, I, I do try to I do try to see her play a little bit. Well, it's like this, right? I'm a sports fan and and I'll enjoy the women's game when it's a competitive like last night's game. I watch that. I got friends that dismiss. Oh, you don't really watch that, Tony. You're just saying that on the air. No, I watch that. 
There's nothing wrong with last night's game. Lady Vols played hard. They were kind of undermanned. They played hard. They went out there and gave them a good, you know, good college try. They weren't going to win the game. They were never going to win the game. But they gave it a good college try. Upon the continuation, we'll talk about that Vandy team, where they're going. If this guy uh, in Indiana State's going to get in play, and he certainly left an indelible mark at Harrogate, Tennessee, as you heard uh, Hughie trying to pronounce Harrogate, but um, he, he up there at LMU, he certainly did a incredible job there. He's got Indiana State back in the top 25 for the first time in eons. In the meantime, Tennessee's got a big game tomorrow because CBS will have a reveal. And when CBS has a reveal, Tennessee's either going to be the first, second seed if things go according to form, or they're going to be the fourth, number one seed at either rate. That is rare error. That's as high as a Rick Barnes team has been. Brian, I want to say in the five years they've done that reveal, that'll be as high as they've been, yes? Yeah, it already is. Already is. I mean, first number two seed is probably as high as they've ever been projected that I can remember. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I... They've never been a one one seed. Like this late in the year. This late in the year, never. I mean, they were number one in January for a while, that one year with Grant and Admiral and all. I'm talking about when you get down to where a month out, here's the reveal on CBS. They've been doing it for five years. Here's the reveal on CBS tomorrow. People say, well, it doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. You look at those numbers. When I quote 89% to you, it matters. When I quote uh, three quarters every year of the number one picks, uh, every year at least three, and sometimes four, but at least three every year. Don't let Dixie hear you. Well, Dixie. Dixie. Oh, man. SMH. SMH, Dixie. WTF, Dixie. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. 
She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over-the-phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan. Call 855 UHC More. That's 855 UHC More. 855 UHC M O R E. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. So I, I, I talk to people in the basketball community, and they say, okay, they say things like this. Because this basket, there's no secrets in that basketball community. It's like a small, close-knit deal, right? 
And they, the other night I was talking to somebody, and we were, I was talking about how checked out Arkansas was with one of my buddies. And he was like, hey, listen, man, the coach is checked out there. He's got his eyes on the Louisville job, the USC job, one of those gigs. That's kind of why they look the way. That's kind of the way why he looks the way he does over on the sidelines. And he said when that happens, it's going to trigger a chain of events. What's going to happen is the guy at Ole Miss is going to go to Arkansas. And then the guy that used to be at LSU, who's down at McNew State, is going to go, and he's going to be the coach at Ole Miss. He said, that's kind of how this is going to work. He, and then he whispered one other thing in my ear that I want to run by the great Chris Lee, who joins us on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Now, Chris has done work for forever on his Vandy site, but he also has southeastern14.com that I want to encourage you to check out. They do tremendous stuff. Uh, and, and he has a huge presence over on YouTube, and it's growing every day. And they cover college baseball there. It's insane how much Chris knows about the league in baseball. But Chris, my guy, whispered in my ear the other day. He goes, I'll give you another good one. He goes, Jerry Stackhouse has turned this AD down here uh, or down there at, at Nashville, and he's coming back. He said, Jerry is telling his friends of the coaching profession, he's on no hot seat. He's coming back next year. And, Chris, what do you, how do you respond to that when I say that to you, that, that Jerry thinks he's coming back next year? Uh, the, the way I respond to that is, is the way I've responded to everybody else all year. I, I don't know for sure what's going to happen. Since December, um, and, and people look at me and say, you're crazy. I know it's fanable, but everybody's got their limits. Uh, look, until you know them and how they operate and who's pulling the strings and why the strings get pulled the way they do, you have, I, I don't mean this disrespectful to anybody. You just wouldn't. There, there's about, I don't know, a small handful of people on this earth that know how they operate. And I'm, I was one of those who learned it the hard way by, by being the guy that's going, okay, that's that's the bridge too far. That's the point too far where, you know, this happened or that happened. Whatever you think their bar is, you're probably wrong. And I, I've been hearing that consistently for a while. Uh, so, no, I would I would not be surprised at all if they did it. And, um, yeah, here, here we are with um, a fan base that's just really in misery over it, too. And you do what I do. I mean, you talk among these, some of these folks. He's he, He's got people in that profession convinced that he has her turned. How would he have her turned? Like, what are they doing? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you the answer to this, and it's going to sound like it's not the answer, but it really is, once you understand how I'm going to lay it out. It's, it's going to take me a couple minutes, so excuse me, and also excuse me because I'm driving to the ballpark. Um, Skepsi opened our baseball season here, which got moved up three hours for rain. When Vanderbilt took the athletic department, you know, they, they had the thing 20 years ago where they – they eliminated the athletic department and everybody made fun of them and said, what are they doing? And, and internally they sold it as, well, look, that they get to run budget deficits and all kinds of things. You know, there was all this penny pinching and they couldn't spend on this and that. Now this allows the, the athletic to be part of the university and get access to this and that. And, and for a while it actually, actually worked in certain ways. I don't know if it was, it probably was just coincidental, but they then went on a run I don't know, from 05 to 2014-ish or so, where they, you know, Kevin Stallings had them going to tournaments and making sweet 16s, and they, you know, won a national title and all these things. They, they had a good run of it, and so nobody really stopped and, and paid it much attention at that point because things were going well. Well, 
the Brandon Vandenberg incident happened in 2014, and I think what happened is what had already been set in place, which was basically administrative control over athletics, just gained some steam at that point. And since then, I, I, it really hit home with me when I was talking to somebody who's really dialed in over there. And because if you remember back about five years ago, they were about to hire Boo Corrigan from Army as their athletic director after David Williams was finally pushed out or stepped down or however you want to term it. And I said to this guy, I said, why, why do you think they didn't hire Boo Corrigan? Because everybody was hearing that it was practically done. He was dying to come there. All of a sudden, Vanderbilt pulled the plug, and they, they go and get Malcolm Turner, and that lasted like a year to the dot. So here's, here's what happened at that point. This guy says to me, he kind of laughed, and he said, they were never going to hire an athletic director. And I, I kind of knew, I asked, but I kind of knew immediately what he went. He said, they're not looking for an athletic director. They're looking for a vice chancellor over athletics. Now, hold that thought a minute. The, the way the school runs is you've got about 30 vice chancellors, and they basically run the school more so than the president. And they all, they all think alike. They're all ideologues, and they all think they can do no wrong. And when your, your U.S. News and World Reports rankings are where Vanderbilt usually are, um, you get a pretty good sense of, of self-worth, I suppose, is a good way to put it, is a nice way. What I'm getting at is Vanderbilt is not run like anybody else. It is run by a vice chancellor, in this case, someone who has only worked at Vanderbilt, has three degrees from the school, including a doctoral in education. The way they run the school is that image matters, messaging matters, virtue signaling matters, all those things matter. And winning is just an item on the list of what somebody said to me is about 72 things. Um, and so once you look at it that way, you can excuse Jerry Stackhouse's win-loss record if, if that's just one of the things you're interested in. He thinks like they do. It's important them to have a minority coach. He doesn't try. Uh, he does not try. Tony, I'm, I, I, I've, been, I've been telling you this for four years. You know this and I know this. But, it, but that's not... That's not how they run things. I have, you know, it's so frustrating covering them because you tell people the truth and they don't want to believe it because it doesn't sound true. But they they do not operate like any athletic department that you have ever seen. Chris Lee joining on our TLD Logistics Hotline. Hey, Chris. I, I, I look at them and you see guys that are, are close to getting a Vanderbilt degree, uh, Studi and and uh, Wright leave for other Southeastern Conference teams. Is that a stackhouse deal, or is that serious players leaving an unserious program? Um, I think it's a couple things. I think he wears very thin on guys, and I think there was also an arrogance. Uh, on Jerry's part, that I'm going to run these guys off and get better players. He, he didn't found out admissions there. Uh, doesn't play ball like they played other schools. By the way, Michigan's running into the same trouble. There's a few schools where your transfer restrictions are greater than they are other places. Uh, most notably, Vandy, you can only transfer in 60 hours to a degree. So while Tennessee, any other school in the SEC could get a guy in with you know 95, 100 hours, and most of them transfer at Vandy you lose credit. So he went and complained about that when they started losing early. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking if anything got him in trouble, it would be something like that. I'm, I'm sure she called him in and said, Jerry, we don't talk that way about our administration. Now pipe down and be a good boy. Um, and, you know, you'll keep your job. And that seems like the point they're at. But I, I think in his arrogance, he was running off a couple of kids, too, where he thought he could replace them with better guys in the portal and, and we learned he, he could not. Let's talk baseball. Because uh, I don't want to talk about tomorrow night's game. Because um, Vanderbilt's just, well, you know the drill. Um, although I will say this, Vanderbilt's presence in the in the league in hoops, Texas A&M will learn how deleterious it can be when they beat you. Because they drag all of what Jerry's done up to this point. And he's a very good coach down the stretch. His team plays really hard. And they're very dangerous at this time of the year for that reason. Um, but it's a shame he chooses just not to hustle and turn over rocks and be resourceful and get players. But in the meantime, baseball season's upon us. The SEC this year compared to the last couple years, how do you rank it? Maybe as good as ever. I've been trying to put together some power rankings, which I think I'm just going to defer till after see a weekend. And, man, it is it is brutally tough. Um, because I can see, I think, Florida, LSU, Arkansas, Tennessee, Vandy, in some order, are probably national title contenders. Some people would say A&M is. I don't know that I see it based on A&M's pitching. Uh, you've got a whole flock of teams after that that, I don't know, probably from you know, seven to 13 that I can all argue make regionals. Uh, it's harder than ever to know what you're getting with some of these teams because you don't know what a transfer from Gardner-Webb means in the SEC. Sometimes it, it translates, sometimes it doesn't at all. You've got 13 teams that take baseball very seriously. Missouri is the only one that probably doesn't, and it just hired a head coach who can recruit and landed the starter from Wake Forest in the portal even. So I think to me – I don't know. I, I think it's um, – man, it is, it is so competitive. And I think even some of these middle-tier teams, Alabama, may, maybe even Georgia, who knows, Georgia brought in a ton of transfers and a new coach. I, I think the weekends on paper look like they're going to be really competitive across the board. The crazy thing about the league, right, is that the way these teams just go and restock their rosters – so let's yeah. talk about Vanderbilt's club. Tell me about their club, the improvement they've made, and what you think we're going to see out of them. Their pitching depth is probably, on paper, 1-15 to 15, the best I've ever seen. And mm. I've covered a lot of teams with great pitching staff. Now, look, I don't know that 1-8, to eight, it's going to be that the teams that won the national titles or got them close. Uh, I don't think that they've got a Carson Fulmer or a David Price, a Kyle Wright, a uh, Sonny Gray, one of those guys, but they might. Uh, and his Carter Holton, his, his health is the issue. I think they are trying to pace him to get him to the postseason. It's a lot like you're seeing um, in Major League Baseball. Like, like I'll give you an example. The Braves just signed Chris Sale, who's got the highest strikeout per nine number in the history of, of baseball. And I think you'll see Chris Sale – you know, pitch for them, but I think the main thing for the Braves is just get him into October because that's when they can really lean on him. And if you got him in your three or four spot, 
and he's Chris Sale. Nobody else has got that. I think Vandy's got a chance with with the Carter Holtons and, and some guys behind him to be really good. They got a kid named Andrew Bukanich who threw six innings for them a year ago. I, I think had a hamstring issue that popped up in March, and he never pitched again all year. I think he was the highest-rated kid on perfect game that they ever got through the school. If he wasn't, he didn't miss it by much. And he just kind of won a, I don't know, six or seven guys in that mix to maybe get starts. Mm. That's how deep they are on the mound. Uh, their, their bullpen's pretty good. They brought in the closer from Air Force who was good. They got Ryan Ginther back, who's a, a lefty guy who's been pretty good for them. They've just got... They've literally got 18 guys that they think can pitch. I think it's going to look more like 13 or 14 probably. But, man, they, they've got as many of them. I just don't know that they have the, the the absolute stud at the top like they usually do, but they might also. Chris Lee joining southeast14.com. I encourage you to check him out. Does great work. Hey, Chris, uh, you know, I'm looking at Tennessee's schedule, right? I'm thinking about this classic that's going to take place. When Tennessee and Vandy get together, now last year Tennessee was a very much a wounded animal and turned their season around against Vanderbilt. Yeah. This time around it's going to take place in in May towards the latter part of the schedule, May 10th, 11, 12. What kind of crazy scene is that going to be in Nashville if these two teams have the type of year up to that point that they're projected to have? Both of them are ranked at the top of the sport. That could be an all-time great environment down there. I think it'll be the, tough, the toughest ticket you've ever seen at Hawkins speaking, unless Tennessee just really misses the mark. Because they got a lot of fans in Nashville. They'll want to come. They'll want to travel from Knoxville. And there's only, oh, I don't know, their official capacity is 3,700. Mm. I think there's, there's, there's room for more than that. They've got a little walkway in the outfield and some standing room stuff and they've i mean the the you can watch from the parking garage it doesn't count as seats but it, it's going to be people hanging from the rafters i think unless one or both teams really miss the mark of what i think they can be and my favorite thing about that series and it's a penultimate uh series of the year uh for the vols and, and for vandy so it's towards the latter part of the schedule my favorite thing down through the years about that series, though, is it's a great way to introduce your friends that will not watch college baseball, but it's got that big game feel to it. There's a lot of heat. It's got a rivalry. Yeah. That's a great time to introduce people to the sport. It, you can really catch somebody because it's if they're baseball fans because it's got everything. It's got stars in it. I mean, it, there's something about it when those two, those two teams get together, generally. Yeah, I think the good of it is I think some of the passion, and, and this is where, like, the SEC Network was maybe the best thing the league ever did. Yep. Because now people watch on TV and figure out this is a great product. It's always really good. Yes. People just couldn't see it as much. And and I think that this is where the the, the good of it is that some of the a lot of the passion that you see for football has started to bleed over into other sports. I mean, you're, you're absolutely seeing it right now in Alabama and basketball, and it started to happen in baseball too, to where pretty much everybody but Missouri cares. Like even even Kentucky sold out a regional um, and is redone its park, and you know there there is a level of concern everywhere now. Now the bad of it, I think, is the, the football part is bled over. I think it's made for 
less patience, which in baseball, if there's mm. a sport where you got to use patience, it's baseball. But I think the bigger thing is maybe some of the stability. Like, it used to be – like, I remember when Tim Corbin was first getting a turnaround at Vanderbilt. That They went down to LSU, and they played two games. This is back when LSU was was – Capital L, capital S, capital U, not the, not the swoon they had, you know, probably in the, in the latter part of the decade. And they've had some ups and downs, but this is back when they had it rolling or close to it. And they lose a couple games, and I think they go and they shut LSU out eight nothing on the last day. And LSU fans give Vanderbilt standing ovation. There's, there's an element of baseball that it's just kind of like, all right, we're all, we're all kind of baseball fans. And it's a little different, you know, in, in football where you're, you know, you're Tennessee and Florida, and people are getting beer dumped on every, each other, or, you know, people are getting shot in the parking lot of Alabama, Auburn, whatever have you. I think part of that is what over into this, and that's the part I don't like. Um, I, I like the old part a little bit better in that regard, but I think the passion for baseball um, is now being felt at, like I said, 13 of the 14 schools, and that, that is the part that I like. Because I think people are seeing – what I've known to be a great game and kind of an unkept, you know, kind of a, a well-kept secret for, for a couple of decades. Yeah, and I'll raise my hand here. I'm a last four or five-year guy. And Chris Burks told me, Tony, I've been telling you since I played there that you're missing the boat with your personality. You would love this sport if you just yeah. gave it a chance. But the truth is it didn't get real to me till Tennessee played Vanderbilt uh, the year before the COVID year, when Tennessee was just sort of an upstart and they got kind of outclassed, um, yeah. but you could see it starting to come. And you know, Vanderbilt to me kind of reminded me of the Russians playing hockey uh, back in the seventies. <laughs> they kind of had this; they were like machine-like, and we had yeah. this little team, and they had these pro players. And and now, I mean, Tony has done. You know, I just marvel at the job Tony's done because, and I'm ignorant to it, but to, I, we had Chris on a couple of days ago, and he said it's probably the hardest, the hardest sport to get a program up and going in because of the level of competition across the board in it, and that's what's marvelous about what Tony's done. It's crazy the job he's done. Yeah. You know, I, uh, Trey Wallace and I are really close friends, and I told Trey because I and I think I told you you could see it. No, look, I didn't think they would come in and be Omaha level good multiple years this quickly. I, that's just that's just so hard to do. Um, and, and hats off to them for doing it because it, it's brutally tough. I, but you could see that they were becoming a regional caliber team if you kind of knew what you were watching and. You could tell he didn't have the guys that other teams had, but you knew that once he approached that territory, um, it, it was only going to get better. And and I'm glad that your markets discovered it because, like I've, I've told people, it, it's a great game. You have to you have to get in it and dip your toe in it. And, and and really, baseball's not a game where I mean, yeah, you you could go to the park sometime and Aaron Judge hits three home runs or Lorenzo Cain jumps over the wall and takes two home runs away. And, or, or somebody throws a no-hitter, and you see it in a moment. But more often, you've got to appreciate it over time. And, and I think now that you guys have seen it for a few seasons, um, you, you're, you're, you're come to the conclusion that the, the ones of us who've been here the whole time uh, came to a long time ago. And yeah. That's great. And you know what I like, too? People like yourself, unlike 
in the soccer community, which I enjoy the sport of soccer, but American soccer fans are really obnoxious toward newbies. Yeah. And they're very heavy-handed toward them and ignorant and mean toward them, which doesn't grow your sport. If, if you're if you're off-putting toward people and you say, where have you been? I mean, that's not the point. The point well, is we're here. You know, that's kind of the point. And you are extremely inclusive. Like, you've been really nice to me, very patient with me as I've asked you questions down through the years. And there seems to be that sense of inclusion among that college baseball crowd of, hey, we're glad you're here now. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, the the only drawback I have to that is is the game has lost a little bit of its kindness. Mm. Um is people that aren't used to it kind of drop in it. And I'm not mm-hmm. pointing the finger at any in particular fan base because I've seen it multiple places. That that's the only drawback that that I see in it. I, I I think that if you could retain that along with all this other hey, welcome to the party, glad glad you guys are all here element to it. Uh, then we'd really have something, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been, it's been so much fun to watch. And you know what? Baseball has also helped itself because the games, as much as I love them, got a little hard to watch when you're stepping in and out of the batter's box uh-huh. and taking forever on mound. Like they have made in major league uh-huh. baseball, which almost never gets anything right. has done the same thing too. Like if uh-huh. you're not, I'll, I'll give a, a shameless plug for MLB. If you're not watching MLB right now, you're missing out, too, because they've done the same thing at that level. They've taken all the downtime that doesn't serve anybody well out of the game, and the, the product got, like, light years. Like, I was watching games last year on the, the MLB, their version of the Red Zone channel, and I looked up, and it's August. They're scanning four games at once, and all you're seeing in the front rows are, are filled seats, and I'm like, I don't ever remember this much interest in baseball in August in the stands. And I think that's the other part, too. Both the, the big league game and the college game have moved in step to take out the, the 25 or 30 minutes of wasted time, and now the product is, is even better. Couldn't have said it better myself. Chris Lee, on the way out, tell the living listener where they can find you, and I appreciate your time and hope you have a great weekend. We have a website. It's a work in progress, and it's actually about to change. So most almost 99% of our work is on YouTube, and, and also you can find it on a podcast feed where you find your podcast. Just search Southeastern 14. Uh, we do have a name change coming, but we're not quite ready to roll that out yet. In the meantime, you can search that. We cover football, baseball, basketball. I had Trey Wallace on last night um, talking about the 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 – NCA versus Tennessee issue, which was interesting. So we're, we're covering all of them right now. And like I said, I'm headed to the ballpark. And when I get home from that, I'll, I'll be flipping channels all night, watching some SEC baseball at other places too. Thank you, my brother. Good talking to you, man. Enjoy the baseball weekend and the basketball weekend. Hey, thank you, Tony. God bless you guys. Thank you, man. Same to you. The great Chris Lee. Yeah, Bino, it's like we're glad you're in our sport. Now go after yourself. We're glad you guys are here. I love this college baseball thing, though. I'm, I'm giddy today. I, I can't, I can't believe I could ever care about it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, especially in the SEC, Tony. College baseball is uh, is a, is a special thing, uh-huh. um, and it's uh, this year should be a really interesting year for us um, with with all of the. Uh, the reconfiguration of the pitching staff, uh, trying to figure out who your uh, last weekend starter is going to be, and 
be fun to watch uh, the the tears and dryling uh, become a huge part of your lineup, which I, I I think they're going to do. And then when when you got a guy that brings in top notch transfers that can help you immediately, like the people's kid that's catching and Billy Amick, it's uh it's 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 a really interesting fun start to the year. And he's so darn accessible and so fun as well. Yeah. And Frank Anderson's yeah. the best at what he does. And they made an adult decision last year with Burns and it urinated him off. And this guy, uh, the, those two guys both urinate people off around the sport, which speaks to my my bent, uh, just out there kind of living their best life, you know. And Frank Anderson could care less what you think about him. And Tony is right there with him. And I love coaches like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not here for that fan base over there to like me. I'm here to serve my own fan base. I always tell the listeners this, you know. At the end of the day, what I'm doing here, our, and I'm not comparing myself to Tony, but our responsibility here is to you. It's to you and this community. That's it. Period. End of sentence. Toward that end, I wonder, and I'm not saying I have any information on this, but somebody just set, sent me a text. The decision from the court, a Friday afternoon would be a good way, good time to release that because yeah. it's news dumpy. Friday afternoon news dump, late afternoon, release it late. I'm not telling you to look for it today. I'm telling you that's a food for thought and a little put it in your ear. And if it happens, just kind of go, oh, that's what that is. But we'll come back on the other side, 865-200-5402. Upon our continuance, phone calls from you for the first time today. So we've cleared the board. If you want to get in, ton of stuff to talk about, whether it's the basketball weekend to be, whether it's the start of this baseball thing, whether it's the fact that Tennessee has two assistants uh, that they're chasing now, and the Brian Jean Marie thing, one of their better recruiters, that just didn't have to happen. Except that Danny White decided he wasn't going to give him three years when there are other guys on the staff that have three-year contracts. It doesn't make any sense. It it. it it makes very little sense, in fact, but we continue with more, and that's why he's at Michigan, as we continue with more after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? 
pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Tita the B back with you. 865-200-5402. That was either dead air for effect or dead air because I went out and got me a cup of hot tea on a kind of a – the weather's going to get a little cooler here and uh, here in East Tennessee. I don't know about where you are, but um, the weather's going to get a little cooler here, and I apologize for the dead air. So – I hope I don't get fired. What do you think, Bino? Think I'm gonna get fired here? Think there's a chance of that? I think you're psyched, Tom. Thanks, babe. Let me say one thing here, and then we'll go to the phones. People, I don't think people appreciate Rick Barnes here. And um, one thing I want to point out: since Rick Barnes has been a coach here, we've never seen his team do what Arkansas did the other night. I just kind of feel led to say that into a microphone. I don't know what's going to happen over the next month. I don't know if this team's going to pay it off at the end. I mean, I'm used to my team's breaking my heart. Flyers haven't won a Stanley Cup, and I sweat them like an absolute champion. They haven't won a Stanley Cup in, well, I mean, since 1975. So... Sixers haven't won anything since 1983. I mean, I'm just used to that. John Cheney got 
to the Elite Eight five times and couldn't get over the hump with my Temple boys. The Tennessee basketball thing is just a weird, it's just its own deal. I, I don't know there's anything like it in sports, the way we've invented ways to get beaten that deal. And, and Matt had a great point. You know, Rick Barnes is a perfect match for our thing. But I'll say this about Rick Barnes. People don't want to hear this. His teams do not mail it in. They do not. They have nights where they don't have it. They have nights where they look kind of funky. But they don't do what Arkansas did the other night. I Since he's been here, Bino, I have never seen one of his teams disrespect the game the way Arkansas did the other night. And I want to say that into a microphone, and then we'll go to the phones. Or, am I wrong? No, you're you're right. You're you're not going to see that. And uh, I, I mean, Tony, I want to see a Final Four as badly as anyone. I, I've seen about as many March losses as anyone alive, um, and they they don't get any easier. Uh, but and and maybe I'm not demanding enough. Maybe I'm part of the problem. But the truth is, you give me a coach that gets us the NCAA tournament regularly. Uh, He's doing his job in my eyes. And this guy lives in the deal. He lives in it, and his teams play hard. He's got a very high floor. Extremely, Brian. They're never going to be like Vanderbilt's record, and they'll never look like Arkansas did the other night. Now, now, Maury Hanks had a pretty good term. You know, I, I don't like Jimmy Dykes' terms. Jimmy Dykes said zone one. I was talking to a basketball savant coaching buddy of mine yesterday, and I said, is that a thing, zone one? He goes, Tony, that's something he just made up. Never heard that in my life. Been around it forever. Zone one. He said, what the hell was zone one? What do you mean zone one? But these guys invent with things, you know, players with gravity, gravity around them, gravity. I mean, we all have gravity around us, you clown. You like it, Bino? You like the made-up stuff before we go to the phones? Zone oh, one, okay. Bino, zone one. We have spill on zone one. A guy that never shuts up has to make certain stuff up to continue to have material. Let's go to our TLD Logistics hotline. TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime coming your way at tclub.team and on Twitter Spaces and at Twitch and uh, over on Facebook where they can see me today in all my glory. Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome hey, in. Tony. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, Tony. It's Holly. I am so excited that baseball season is starting today. How pumped are we, Holly? Oh, I am so pumped. And I want to say right off the bat, I thought that the dead airspace was you maybe having a brief conversation maybe on the phone with Tony V just to check out what was going on down in Texas. Boy, that would have been nice. I wish that was that the case. Been. Yeah. I, I Unfortunately, I was upstairs and I lost track of time. And I looked up, and I was listening to the radio, and I said, oh, I better run down. So I had a hot tea in my hand. <laughs> it was not a pretty picture, Holly. Me running through the house with a hot tea in my hand is not uh, not not exactly what the doctor ordered. Well, Were you listening to your show, Tony? I was listening to my show, yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought, okay. Well, anyway, I wasn't been talking to Tony D, but I understand. But um, I did want to say... Um, you know, they announced that some extra tickets were on sale for the Tennessee baseball games, and so not any of the big, you know, SEC games, because those are all gone. But 
you know the new section that's just been finished over on the the third baseline uh-huh. uh, that they've been showing pictures of? I don't know if they haven't done those to season ticket holders this year because they didn't know if they'd be done. But there are a lot of tickets for sale for a lot of the games that are on, uh, you know, I think they're all important games. But anyway, like a Tuesday game, a sure. Wednesday game. And I just wanted to let everybody know, I'm getting some tremendous seats for $24. And those seats are not going to stay $24. So if anybody's interested in going to a game and can get there on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that, I think that's the real deal to get to see the games this year. Just wanted to say that. Well, that's a that's a that's a um, a great PSA. You know, I, I always appreciate it when we can point things out to others. Like tonight, a great workaround tonight. Sean Sinclair was talking about that. I believe he got from a poster uh, on one of the sites was uh, instead of giving your credit card to those people at Flow TV tonight to watch this weekend. Get a prepaid card that you can get at like the supermarket or wherever and um, load that into the deal tonight so that you don't get the, you don't have to pay attention to getting billed for it every month. Like a $30 prepaid card. Cause I think it's like 25 bucks, I want to say. Or maybe it's, it's 30. What is it? 29 Okay. So you've already done it. Okay. So you get a $30 prepaid card, load it on there, and that way you don't have to cancel it because it'll cancel itself. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, it's. Uh, I just wonder if the the Flow Baseball TV, if the feed is is worth that. I've heard mixed messages. Yeah, me too. I I hear it's site dependent. Like one of my gambling buddies tells me that he's got Flow TV because he wants Northeastern basketball. And when he has a bet on something, he wants to look at it, and that's fine. But he was saying that it varies from uh, high school level to uh, at times very good, to at times what Tennessee has done with their baseball, which has put a camera behind the, you know, the single camera shot with one in the outfield. Um, look, I, I, I'm so hard up to see my guy Tony Valls and my baseball team tonight that I'm going to get it. I've decided I'm, I'm making the plunge. Yeah, that's what we decided we'd do because I thought, okay, they certainly have access a lot of good equipment and so forth if they're in that stadium because that's one of the best stadiums around so i thought well we'll just gamble on it and see if it happens and if it works if it doesn't then we'll just listen to the ball network and be happy with that you know it's um uh it's yeah bino have you decided whether you're taking the plunge or not because you really ought to go get you the card bino and and i want you to watch it this weekend beanstar you really need to do that man Tony, I, I still love baseball on the radio. It, it doesn't bother me at all, especially if you've got a good play-by-play guy. Uh, I'm I'm almost always going to choose uh, to listen to uh, to John Wilkerson before I go Flow TV or USFL TV or. Hey, 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 hey! Easy, big boy. <laughs> you clown! I want you to watch it. You're one to take cheap shots at me. Well, he's old school. Bino's about my age, yeah. and I remember listening to the uh, New York Yankees with my grandfather on mm. the radio. Mm. So I kind of have a good girl, Holly. when mm. I listen to the games. But you know, I, I like to see Tony Ball and those cute baseball boys. So 
I'll be watching it on TV. Me too. I like Tony Valls and those cute baseball boys myself. <laughs> well, and I hope you have, I'll leave after this, but I, I hope you have some watch parties because I'm sure a lot of us can't get in there for some of the SEC games. And I think it'd be so much fun on Fridays or whenever you can do it and you have time to do uh, uh, some watch parties. You got it, Holly. Thank you. There's no doubt that's in the offing. We're going to do some more basketball watch. I can't believe the number of people that came to our Kentucky uh, deal the other day. I just can't believe it. Bino, we missed our chance. We should have gone down there. We should have done the Daily Plaza thing. We should have done the uh, We should have done the whole deal, Bean Star. Would have been a nice trip, Tony. Yep. We should have done it. You Dallas. We absolutely should have done it. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402 if you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us. Bino does Dallas. Let's go back to our phones on the TLD Logistics uh, phone lines. Remember, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime tomorrow night following the game. Hello and welcome in. How are my friends compatriots doing today? Dobby, what's up, man? I, I love Bino, you saying that you love listening to it on the radio with John Wilkerson, so I do too. I, I'm just wondering, is it going to be on the ball network? It is. Sometimes, yes, he's down okay, there. It, it, will be, it will be broadcast. John Wilkerson's a man of the people. Did his morning show yeah, today, and he's out there hustling down to Dallas. You talk about a guy that's getting after it now. He's getting after it. I respect that. Well, good, because I'm... I guess us old people, Bino, we still remember when that's all you had <laughs> was the radio. So I, I, I love it, too, you know, listening to him. Uh, I have a question. No, yep. I have an, uh, I want to, first of all, I want to congratulate the Lady Vols last night for, like you said, Tony, playing hard. Yep. They, they ugly the game up. It's kind of what they did. And, uh, they just couldn't keep going. They're missing that starting point guard. I can't remember her name, but uh, I'm just glad they, they gave him a game. And uh, I, I would like to remind people, Lady Ball softball's on ESPN2 today at 3. Boom! We got a full, and they're down in Clearwater, yeah. where I'll be in a couple weeks, but they're down in the Clearwater area playing in a high-level tournament how about the Lady Vol softball team, Bano, at the top of their sport with Nico's cousin from Oklahoma leading the way? Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to watch them today. That's unreal in, you know, in my plans. I love them. Uh, I'm really outraged. The Major League Baseball Network, who ought to be covering us, is covering Kansas State versus Cal tonight at 8 o'clock. What's well, that Houston deal, right? They do that every year. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm thinking if you took that game and then our game, I, I ten to twenty times more people would watch Tennessee. Wouldn't you agree? Not really. No, I, I think they cover that event every year, and it's what they're going to do. Okay, well that's that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, what you mentioned that zone one that that Jimmy yeah. Doc said. Yep. I, I got another term. I'm wondering if it's new this year or if I'm just behind the time. All right. It was either him or Jay Billis kept saying, he's getting beat on the screen, he keeps cabooseing him. And I really realized what he meant was running behind the guy. That's got to be, that? that? be a Jimmy Dykesism, right, Bino? It's got to be. Is the nail in zone one? 
nails in zone one. The, I mean, Jimmy Dykes, literally somebody needs to shake maybe, him. Maybe there's a zone one on Jimmy's jet. Is, is zone one where Adu has really soft hands? Got really soft hands. He always talks about, man, I'll tell you, man, he could have been a tight end, man. He catches everything, man. I'm like, dude, do you watch? Do you have any idea what you're looking at? Jaden Springer said, hey, coach, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, and he said, he said, Jaden Springer walked up and he said, hey, coach. Hey, coach. Jimmy, nobody calls you coach. They didn't even call you coach when you coach women's basketball at Arkansas. They didn't call you coach. Are you kidding? Yeah. W. Lynn, you're my man. Thank you. You, you, That was low-hanging fruit. TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime coming up here momentarily, where we hear from you and assess our performance today. To the radio listener, I love you. Tclub.team, check us out. 3,000 words up there today. Matt Dixon with a great report on the baseball team. Incredible. Orange Throat did great work. And I just, I don't know. I just did what I did. I hung on for dear life. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.